Hello and welcome to this episode of the Climate Talk podcast. So excited to welcome you back after a long break. And on this episode, I will be having a friend and a colleague, Rita Idei. She is the founder of Echo Butter, a social enterprise that has been working so much with women and with waste converting into wonderful resources. She'll give us a little bit of information about all she's been doing. I'm also going to put a link in the description, a Twitter platform where she's been able to communicate even with international communities and put Nigeria on the map regarding what she's been doing, converting waste to resources. Um, if you're just joining for the first time, welcome on board. This is the Climate Talk podcast. Feel free to check out the website www.climatetalkpodcast.com. We're also on every platform where you listen to your podcast, from Spotify to iTunes to Google Podcast, IAT Radio, Apple Podcast. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find the Climate Talk podcast. Feel free to also reach out to us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be glad to know your thoughts about any of these episodes. We've also got over 19 episodes on the website so please please check them out and do not forget to subscribe when you check out this information on the website very quickly before we go on i want to say thank you to my friends and colleagues um jimo together we're able to bring you exciting episodes of each of this uh climate talk podcast welcome on board my name is shay fumi adebote i'm your green guide on this ride now, I have my guest right here with me, Rita Idei, and together we'll be having this very, you know, relaxed conversation, but seeing how meaningful it can influence or shape your thoughts when it comes to managing waste, those things you call waste around you, what exactly are they useful? Are they really useful? Do they end just by the being side? What exactly can we make out of it? That's what you'll be learning on this conversation with Rita Idei. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Good. <laughs> tell me, tell me about it. Well, it's been a long day, but yeah, grateful for all of the, you know, attention that we're getting right now with the work that we're doing. So it's, it's been a good day. Talking about the work you're doing, what's a typical work day like for you? <sighs> so, I don't know. I think it's just, I don't have a typical work day. Sometimes I wake up with messages on like places that are needed and orders and stuff like that so there's not typical work day you know we equal but i will do a couple of things for us it's <clears throat> so for us it's mainly um mainstreaming the circular economy and at least helping people make conscious decisions so from the online store to the recycling collection that we do and the work that we're doing now with women so like i get pulled in different parts on on a normal day so again there's no typical work day it's just you work every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Ecobata. What exactly is Ecobata? Ah, uh, you know, you do Ecobata. So you know, when I try to describe Ecobata, I just say that it's an integrated platform where we help people make conscious consumption choices and when they eventually generate waste, because the main aim is to eliminate waste. So, but when they eventually generate waste, so we're there to collect their waste and turn the waste from, you know, being waste into resources that some other people can generate wealth from. So we have like, uh, one, of, uh, one of the things we do on the platform is we have a place where you can shop eco-friendly products, right? And then we have a platform where you can drop off your recyclables or you can even request for pickup. And some of these recyclables, we sort them and now we make new, really nice fabrics 
from the waste plastic bags. So that's what Ecobada is about, a platform that helps people make conscious and eco-friendly decisions. I mean, you've said waste, 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 and for every other person, waste is waste, should just be, you know, done away with. Why is the work that you do important? Why do you see value in waste? Let's even start from Nigeria. So most people, when you hear waste and recycling collection, tend to think, you know, climate change. And being on a climate talk podcast, you think it's climate change. But when I talk about the value in waste, I, I tend to remove climate change because climate change for most for like the everyday man in Nigeria is something far-fetched so waste um, waste how would I explain waste now when you when you dispose waste the way we typically dispose waste in Nigeria it poses a threat to public health and even wealth so let me explain in your streets, you have these open dumps where when everybody wants to pass, you have to close your nose and stuff like that. But even if you're able to close your nose and not smell the trash there, leachate, that's water from like the old dump, enters into your granddaughter and there's your well or something and the, the leachate messes it up. So that's a potential public health threat. Same thing, so insects and flies go on the open dump and then come to your house. You, you you know exposing yourself to that then for wealth in our waste so our typical waste that we generate at home about 30% of this thing that you call waste are recyclable so let's just take a pictorial representation of it so in your trash bag you have plastic bottles from maybe bottled water or coke you have pure water sachet and then you have maybe noodles carton you have you know paper mostly paper plastic and okay let's cap it you have waste food food or organic waste organic waste so the thing is organic waste which makes about 50 percent of our waste are actually compostable you can generate fertilizers for your own gardens or you know stuff like that from organic waste then coming to the ones that are not even organic you can easily recycle your plastic bottles and like we are doing now your plastic bags into new things that create value and those things are even functional so why waste waste Okay, why waste waste? I, I'm very interested to know about some of the um, products you make out of waste, and then we'll have a conversation about uh, on whose shoulder is this responsibility? Is it the people who have to have a mindset to use their waste, or the government who has to put in infrastructures to manage waste? But first, let's take I mean, just give us a virtual tour of your workspace. What are some of the products you've been able to make out of waste? Okay, so our workspace, our operations start from collection. When we collect the waste that we're talking about, so in this case, your plastic bags, the one you collect from, you know, shopping malls and street corners and stuff like corner shops. So we collect those, we wash them. So we have like a washing facility. We wash them with hands this time, no machines involved yet. So we wash, we dry them just to, you know, rid them of dates and you know other things so um moving from there we have a way to cut i'll show you sometimes to cut this plastic bags into really long stripes so one pure subject for example gives us 60 inches long so something like like wool or you know a plastic bag so when we have those long stripes, we call them yarns. Once, once we have those ones in you know large volume, then we go to the weaving loom. So the weaving loom is, if you are familiar with Ashoki, the 
furniture or the equipment used in making Ashore kit in the west, in the southwest, and I think even north central, because they make in some areas of the state. It's the same thing that we use. So you take those threads, those um, yarns that you've made from plastic bags, and then you weave them and weave them on the weaving loom, and you make nice fabrics from them. So the next step after making the fabrics is that you design new products out of it. So the fabrics come in, you know, the long yards of your normal fabric. So they come in like 10 yards, 20 yards. Or you can then cut the fabric into bags or cut them into shoe straps or purses or, you know, any other thing that you want to do with it. Some people make clothes from them and some people use them strictly for art spaces. So anything you want to do with the fabrics. Just for just for emphasis sake, you mentioned a few things, but could you take them again? Bags. So bags, shoe straps, purses, mats, um, play mats, place mats. Then some use them for art, for chair covers. Yes, for chair covers too. And I've seen some using it for some sort of dress, coats, jackets, headscarf, and all yes. of those things. Great, interesting. And you, you talked about um, uh, using most of these things manually. So if I get it, does it mean that with some um, scaling up, you could begin to do a lot of non-manual production? Yes. And what would that mean for Echo Butter? Well, we're hoping to get there because the, the major thing is it makes the work faster and then we can uh, we can meet demand because we so we're getting a number of requests and because we are having to do everything manually, so it's difficult to meet up, like imagine having to make 600 parts in one month. So that's difficult when you have to and make them. But we're hoping that, you know, we can get fronts or something and then buy machines that would weave this fabric automatically or semi-automatically because we still need to keep the women that we work with in employment so it's important for us that they you know grow with us as we grow so we don't want to eliminate their jobs mm. but we want to help you know support their jobs and make it easier for them great so how many people do you work with now Ecobata, i mean uh you provide employment for these people yeah. how many people do you work with and how rewarding is it for an average employee so we have two workshops here in Abuja now one in Kuji and the other one around Apu. The one in Kuji we have about 10 women come in and out to work there and then in, the one in Apu we still have 20 women and counting because every time we go there someone new has joined. So we have 20 women. Altogether we're working with 30 women. Amazing. How rewarding. So a typical one yard if you do not do anything with it we buy from them at 1,000, 1,500 naira. And at... Once you you know you're good and you can find your way around the loom, you can make that one yard in say five hours. Or if you're like an expert, you can make that one yard in definitely two hours or even an hour thirty minutes. But for them, because again, we are the one that are training them and also they are not experts. It takes them about five hours to eight hours. That's one whole day to make the to make the one yard. Mm. Nice. Um, thank you very much for this very, um, I mean, for walking us through this process and helping us understand uh, the work you do and why it is very important. The second part of this conversation is going to be about waste generally. I mean, away from Echo Butter, you're also a thought leader when it comes to issues that has to do with waste and human, uh, people's responses to waste, uh, the work of government. So I, I said earlier, on whose shoulder is the work of waste management? Oh, so this question, you know, pops up every time we talk about waste. I don't know. I think both the government and the people. How do you mean? So just like security, for example. So the government is in charge of putting systems in place for security. 
but then you can't say because the government is in charge then you leave your doors open mm. so i think it's the same thing for waste government needs to definitely put infrastructures because you can't just go and say oh because you have so much money you want to put a recycling center in front of your house or in your estate so that's the responsibility of the government infrastructure for me is the responsibility of the government but for people so i feel that even with the limited infrastructure we can do much better so people still need to pay for a waste management service and i feel that when people pay for their waste management services then the responsible government agency have enough you know cash or something to put more infrastructures in place but most what i've found out is most people here think that waste is not you know waste is waste and it's not their responsibility or something so they find it difficult to pay for like waste management services especially in like uncontrolled settlements and all so for me it's the responsibility of both the government and the people the government to put infrastructures and then the people a mindset change towards appreciating you know the waste service that they have and even demanding because again when you demand for certain things the government will be pushed to do it so and even demanding for better services so yeah people government mm. but apart from people and government do you think there are other stakeholders that uh also i mean that fit into this conversations yeah so the producers for example for plastic waste so maybe guys like coca-cola like nestle and those people that you know bring in bulk of this waste should be held responsible but it's difficult for consumers or the people to hold them responsible because most of us don't even know the life cycle and the journey that our products have been through all we know is we see it on the shelf and then we pick it up right But the government again should be responsible for enforcing them because they are capitalists and they all want to make profits. So only a few genuinely care about the environment like that. Do you understand? So unless not caring about the environment is going to affect their bottom line, I don't think that they would just go out of their way. So it's the job of the government to enforce and force them to be responsible and i think in nigeria so we have the extended producer responsibility yeah, and yes so stuff like that but then again not to um not to remove all responsibility from the people i think that if people care again mindset change and demand that the products that you know that they are consuming have a better life cycle management then the producers would also be pushed to put systems in place i hear you so that means there is a lot of education to do uh for the people maybe involving the people at different levels speaking their local language going to their churches mosques um, the very places where they can absorb these messages great yeah i think for the people actually it's not even so it's not about just telling them waste 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 when they see the wealth in waste and wealth now not just the economic um, thing when they see that this thing they call waste is actually a resource and can be used for other things you don't need to talk much they are already energized to go and start collecting waste that's what i've noticed you don't even have to tell them waste you know pollutes the environment and stuff like that just show them show them that so from this thing you call waste you can make this stuff prof- um, this product mm. and then they will be advocates for you Great. Uh, if you're just um, wondering what we've been talking about, I've been speaking with Rita Idea, and together, uh, the first part of this conversation was to uh, look at the important work they do at Ecobata uh, and how much, how well it's been improving the lives of women in different parts of Nigeria where they work. Away from that, we've also talked about waste management. On whose shoulder is this responsibility? The government, the 
people and of course the producers and the last part of this conversation will just be about secular economy it's something you've heard something i have read about and i am still not very sure about how exactly this works but i know rita has been someone who's been a thought leader when it comes to sustainability and all of those conversations so rita how do you explain secular secular economy Hmm. Okay, so to explain circular economy, I literally just have to talk about the linear economy first. So the linear economy is the one that we are familiar with. Companies oh. take mm-hmm. what raw does materials. That mean? Yeah. Yes. So that's what I'm trying to explain. Companies take raw materials from the environment. They take it to their factories and make new products from them. They put it on the shelf. We pick it up, use, and then dump after use. So that's a, a linear system. But the opposite is a circular economy. And what that is, is so they take materials from the environment in a way that is sustainable, in a way that they try to avoid wastes. And they take it to their factory, make new products in such a way that those products, when you use, you don't have to dump. They can be put back into the production, you know, value chain and making new products. So like the circular economy part is that the product keeps going back and back and back into use. So there's no points where you have to trash. I think that's like the best way I can explain I, I've economy. also read, oh, I've read um, people call it cradle to cradle. Yeah, so cradle to cradle, just like cradle is the, the very foundation of something. So if you work from the foundation, it matures, but then again, it goes back into the foundation instead of having to just end up in space like as waste. Mm, great. Are there any other thoughts you'd like to share? Are there um, strong messages you think the listener should go with? Well, yeah, it's everything that we've been talking about boils down to the sustainability of the environment. So I, I like to say that the environment, we hold the environment everything that we use from the clothes to the shoes to, you know, um, the dreary, everything comes from the environment. So it is important to allow the environment to regenerate itself because luckily for us, there's a natural process. There's a way that the environment recycles itself and then it balances itself out. But we, with overconsumption, we tend to more like stress the environment and deplete its um, natural regenerative, you know, strength. So it's, that's, and that's why the work we do with waste and taking taking waste from the environment and putting it back into the production value chain to reduce, you know, demand for virgin materials. That's why it's important because we at least give the environment some space to breathe and to restore itself. So it's important that we all think like that because, again, let's just keep the environment so that our kids and generations to come can enjoy the same beauty that, you know, that we've enjoyed. I'd like to say that grind, eat, or at least, please don't eat the planet to it all. Let some other generations come and enjoy the beauty of it. Very important. Uh, take away there. Let the next generations, many generations to come, let them come and have enough to enjoy. Thank you so much, Rita Idei, CEO, founder of Ecubata. Thank you for the very important work you do. Thank you. Uh, especially involving and engaging people at the local level. And I really appreciate the you taking out this time for us to record this episode of the Climate Talk Podcast. Dear listener, that's the size of the package on this episode of the Climate Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for taking out your time to listen. I hope you've learned a thing or two. Feel free to share with us what you've learned. On Twitter, we are Climate Talk Pod with double D. On Facebook, Instagram, we are Climate Talk Podcast. Feel free to send me an email. Shay 
at climatetalkpodcast.com. Sheyi is spelled S-E-Y-I at climatetalkpodcast.com. If you also want to discuss any other point, um, you want to be on the podcast or you have things you think we can talk about, feel free to reach out to me and I'll be glad to make that conversation happen. Thanks again to my teammates, Chimo Oluwato Bishegun and Olumide Idowu for the very great work that you do. Um, this is just about the size of this package. Feel free to subscribe so you can know when next we have another episode of the Climate Talk podcast up and ready for you to listen to. Between now and then, Rita's message is very important. We should do us, I mean, eat, grind, make the best of what we have now but very clearly keep in mind the fact that the generations coming rely on these same resources that we have thank you so much and have yourself a beautiful time